Have you ever wondered, why do we believe what we believe? Why some of us humans are religious, some spiritual, some extremists, some agnostics and some others atheists? What is it that makes various human beings perceive different things at different moral, logical and spiritual level? Are we all merely smart biological devices with various operating platforms like iOS, Android and Windows? What makes us so different in terms of beliefs and disbeliefs? And why is it so damn hard for humans to embrace each other's beliefs? And the ultimate question is, does our belief actually allow us to connect with the reality? Does it have any significance in the human biology? On this episode of Consciousness with Naskar, we're about to embark on an enlightening journey of belief, biology and philosophy. And in the end, we shall discover how imperative it is to sometimes acknowledge each other's beliefs and accept people the way they are. Because once beliefs are not merely a matter of ideology or intuitions, rather it is a rudimentary need of the human mind. And for a truly cheerful and productive human life, one's belief should be in perfect harmony with science and philosophy. So let's begin with one of the most simple yet quintessential questions of human life. What is belief? Belief is the brain's natural self-maintenance mechanism. It enables a person function properly in daily life without worrying about the true nature of reality. Belief is exclusively a matter of personal domain. It has nothing to do with reality. And conflict occurs in the society when a person tries to impose his or her personal beliefs onto others. The human brain is quite selfish. Its first concern is to satisfy its owner. The common human brain of the masses doesn't care about the truth of the universe. It doesn't care about scientific enlightenment. It doesn't care about reasoning. The only thing it cares about is survival. And in order to survive, it does everything in its capacity to keep a person bound inside a tiny circle of beliefs and fantasies. And every time another person tries to break that circle, by refuting the beliefs and talking about science and philosophy and all these enlightening stuff, the brain kicks into self-defense mode. Now it shall do everything to sustain the beliefs and fight every incoming argument with a blind eye. This is because one's belief, no matter how magical or mystical or unscientific they sound, help a person get through the daily struggles of life. In short, belief is a common element of human life, the purpose of which is self-preservation. Even we scientists often pursue a hunch based on our beliefs. The only difference is that we cannot call that hunch science until we actually prove it through rigorous experimentations. There was a time when evolution was a hunch, or rather a hypothesis, in the minds of a few naturalists. Hence, we received the famous book of biology, 
on the origin of species by means of natural selection by Charles Darwin, of course. Then we started to look for more evidence to back up the theory, and over time we gathered a pile of anthropological and genetic evidence enough to conclude the theory of evolution as an incontrovertible fact of science. Now let's talk about supernatural beliefs. The whole world is filled with various unearthly and supernatural fantasies such as demons, advanced ancient civilization, extraterrestrial intervention in ancient human society, etc. All these fantasies are the products of the brain's myth-making mechanism. And in fact, it is very easy for the brain to fall prey to these fantastic illusory ideas and conspiracy theories. This is because your brain has an innate attraction towards everything that by definition belongs to a domain that is apparently beyond human understanding. Your brain has an affinity towards all those conspiracy theories and paranormal fantasies and there is an evolutionary reason behind it. It is because we the humans have remained in the fear of the unknown throughout the most of our 200,000 years long existence and that innate bond between the human mind and the unknown still exists in the limbic system of our brain. Now let's look at some modern life scenarios where this ingrained affinity towards mysticism and the unknown becomes a curse for the new society, for the modern society. The innate primordial attraction towards the unknown often makes people fall prey to fraudsters like psychics, tarot card readers. However, if we talk about psychic abilities, even you have such abilities. How many times has it happened that you think of a word and suddenly the person in front spits out the exact same word. These are random incidents that occur in everyday life. It cannot be controlled or simulated. It is something that happens when you least expect it. All these bizarre phenomena fall into the category of extrasensory perception or ESP. Parapsychologists have been studying these phenomena for a long time and the evidence is too significant to call these phenomena as just coincidence. ESP doesn't indeed occur. So far we have developed several possible scientific hypotheses for ESP. The most plausible one is that human brains are capable of sharing information through Earth's geomagnetic field. But you must remember despite the fact that we have highly plausible scientific explanations for ESP it is still all hypothesis. We haven't yet been able to prove it as a fact of science because to prove a phenomena as science we must replicate it inside the lab. And there's the biggest problem with understanding the science behind ESP. Until now we have no way to replicate an ESP phenomena because they happen naturally in the human mind and mostly in incidents of crisis. And we cannot take the unscientific risk of triggering an ESP phenomena in the human mind by putting another person into crisis. Such phenomena are unpredictable and in most cases they occur out of the blue. So it is close to impossible to evoke such phenomena in a controlled environment. So don't fall prey to all the fraudsters around you claiming to be psychics. In most cases they use what we call in psychology Burnham statements. 
astrology, tarot card reading, and all these hocus-focus stuff around you use these statements. The special feature of these statements is that they happen to be true for almost every human being. And especially when a person goes to a psychic, expecting answers to various confusing questions, his or her brain automatically embraces the common statements from the psychic as exclusive remarks about the person. Your brain always keeps anticipating a pattern even in the chaos, so unless you have a truly rational mind filled with scientific curiosity, it is very likely for you to become a prey to those predators who are always looking to feed on the sufferings of good and gullible people. However, if a grieving person visits the psychic and with the hope of getting in touch with the departed soul of his or her loved one, in order to have some peace of mind, then I really don't have any idea how to convince the person that the so-called psychics are frauds. Because to the grieving person, the psychic acts as a ray of hope, the last resort to say goodbye to a person whom he or she cared about very deeply. But for this very purpose, we have the field of psychiatry. We have developed highly advanced antidepressants, mood stabilizers, various other medications that can help in easing the grief. Now it is up to the person's own conscience which one to choose. As far as the human mind is concerned, when it is in distress, all it cares about is finding hope. And it doesn't matter to the mind where that hope comes from. It is all about self-preservation. That's why your brain is always trying to make sense out of nonsense. In order to give you a sense of calmness, it is always looking for pattern in the unknown. In fact, it quite successfully makes you see things even in the nothingness. For example, we often see faces in the clouds or some rock formation. It is a mental characteristic. This psychological phenomenon is known as pareidolia. It is your mind that always plays tricks on you. And in every situation of your daily life, you see what you really want to see rather than what really is. Believe it or not, none of us is able to see the reality as it is. The human brain has a very limited field of vision when it comes to conscious perception. Everything outside that field is cut out as background noise so that you can focus on the task at hand. No matter how much we pride ourselves to be the smartest species on earth, the reality is we are partially blind and shall remain that way forever. And this partial cognitive blindness often leads to superstitions, especially in times of weakness. When the mind is weak, it is easy to succumb to all kinds of fantasies and superstitions. But when such fantasies and superstitions become barriers in the path of humanity's progress, then it is imperative that we, the modern human beings, do our best to shake them off. Every human being is neurologically predisposed to be superstitious. However, to counteract such superstitions, the brain has also developed the feature of reasoning in the neural network of the frontal lobes. But in times of distress, that feature gets highly suppressed by the overwhelming feeling of sadness and anxiety. Hence, lack of reasoning leads the mind to seek absolution in the supernatural domain of the society. 
However, those who practice reasoning and rational thinking in daily circumstances are much more likely to avoid the hocus-pocus stuff in times of distress than those who don't. It is all about realization of the self. The point is, human mind cannot function properly without some kind of belief system. So for the sake of a truly cheerful future, we must work together to align our beliefs in the line of science and philosophy as much as possible if we truly want to advance as a species. We need to keep in mind that it is not possible for a human to be completely free from beliefs because beliefs are a crucial cognitive mechanism of the brain. However, one's personal belief should not stop him or her from embracing the practicality of science and the fragrance of philosophy. There should be a healthy balance between the personal domain of beliefs and the rational realm of scientific and philosophical thinking.